0: Welcome back, Cal and listeners. This is Methodical Millions, episode 15. So Cal, we talked about starting over, starting again. Where do ideas come from and how do you seize an opportunity if it comes your way?
1: Basically, this is what I believe in. Is I got to a point in my life that I think that everyone should really follow their passion And I think that's where it really starts, is if you're passionate about something, that's when you start to maybe put it to work and develop your ideas towards that passion. And you don't need to have the best tools or the best equipment to start with what you have to get to where you want to be, right? So I think it really starts with the cliche, perhaps, of do what you like or follow your passion, follow your dreams, But there's a lot of truth to that, because if your goal is to do that, you want to enhance what you like, you want to make it available to as many people in the world as you can. And that can really turn into something big.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And it's funny, because sometimes people call things like genius being possessed, like something comes over you where you get in the zone, and you get really focused. So. I don't think you have to fully understand the process, but if you know what triggers maybe ideas for you and what kind of environment you're in, are you in peace and quiet? Are you jogging? Things like that to help foster growth, I would say. And I think the most common critique for not following your passions. I think people use time and money. So I think we've covered that, that there are ways to get time and money or be resourceful. So this episode's really about how do you come up with ideas or be around smart people. I think that's that's part of it. Cal, do you have any thoughts on ideas specifically? You talked about passions. How would you characterize an idea that's worth starting into something more?
1: So one story comes into mind. Many years ago, my cousin really wanted to get into photography, filmography, and all of that, and he was wondering if he needed to get a much better camera, maybe some lighting equipment and things like that. And there's this one line my uncle said, and it's stuck in my head, and it's something that resonates, and it's really, I think, the mantra of basically anything you want to do. You don't need to have the best equipment to make the best of what you have. And at the same time, he also said, you need to enjoy to do the boring stuff of what you believe is exciting to you. Right. So for example, if I really enjoy, for example, racing, which I do, there are boring things to racing, like understanding how... The physics and mechanics of a vehicle works, understanding the behavior of tires, aerodynamics, fluid dynamics. You don't need to be an expert in that. But when you race competitively, that is something that you need to know because if you understanding all that stuff, you can actually understand how the car behaves, how can you react to certain things. And that goes, I think, with the same thing with business. So if you really enjoy photography, you don't need to have the latest and greatest camera to do that. You can really start with your phone. It's accessible. Everyone has a cell phone right now with a camera. And you can turn it into something quite big. You can start even something as simple as an Instagram account. You can do it for free. You can maybe learn about photography more by reading up online. So that's where you really take the things that you like. And that's where ideas start. And then you can realize maybe where there's a need. How can I develop something that maybe most people don't have access to because the equipment is expensive and maybe make it accessible or maybe having anything of the like, right? For example, racing is expensive. How can I make it more accessible so I can use it and others who are like me can have access to it? So whatever the case might be, education is key and obviously doing the best with what you got really can make a difference and can spark ideas and can spark those thoughts and give you the opportunity to actually put it into action. So things like that, that I think really how many big companies we know right now started because there was a need, they had a passion towards something or a dream and one step led to the other and eventually they got to where they wanted to be.
0: Yeah, that's really cool and a good point. I know personally for ideas, whenever they come I've talked about it before, for me, I use Google Keep. I'll write down a note and I'll put the subject. So is it related to a business? I'll write the business name or idea and just drop some quick points. And I find that ideas can be fleeting mostly because the good ones sometimes are a mix of the right ingredients. So almost like a recipe in cooking. Sometimes a little bit of the wrong ingredient can change the flavor and it's not working quite well. It doesn't taste as good. So with ideas, I think I'm going to use that analogy because people always talk about the right place at the right time. But I think if you find out where that in the zone moment is where you can go back to that headspace of ideas and keep getting to that every day, I think that's a very powerful thing. I think that's where you can start to gain momentum of Day zero or day one, and turn it to a day 100. So, what's the psychology of being an entrepreneur or following your passions? I think it involves a lot of time on your own and thinking. But if you don't set that time aside, or at least even if it's five seconds in the day to jot something down, I think it's probably impossible for you to ever make progress. So, pick anyone who's had a seasoned career. I find it fascinating to talk to the average person. It could be a coworker or someone you just meet randomly, which I guess doesn't happen too much anymore. But make random Zoom calls. Just start calling people. See what they have to say. I guess what I'm saying is, if you want to find out what someone's passionate about, just let them talk about themselves and you'll find out. I'm always surprised at how many cool businesses my colleagues have started in the past. Many of them had ups and downs, but... You'll see people glow and they'll get excited. It's really cool to watch. And I love that because if you can find that in yourself and capture that, I think that is the essence of a person. That's really where fulfillment comes from. That's actually really powerful in the sense that you can really create your own destiny. So writing things down, super important. I've talked about the calendar. So I actually will set my tasks for the day, no matter how small, but if they're important. And I'll try and schedule them like, oh, I know I got to do this in the afternoon. I'll throw it in there. Any of my appointments are scheduled personally, professionally, things to do. So if I know it's not critical in the moment, but it has to be then that day to move myself forward, I will write it down. And then I just delete them as I go. And I find that gives me some semblance of keeping things together and working on side projects while you have a busy life. I absolutely think both are possible. And I'm not going to speak much about the balance of that, but it's definitely doable. So write things down. Now with smartphones, it's basically cloud-based. It's not some piece of paper that you're going to lose and then say lost years of great ideas. It's almost too easy now. So definitely go out there and write stuff down. So ideas are important. I think that's a way to foster them. And I want to talk about something else. So I think opportunity is just as important, mostly because the ideas don't have to be your own. So people, I think, put a lot of weight into I'm not smart enough or it's been done before. And I think these are fallacies that actually are quite dangerous because if you don't even try and get into the creative space – how are you going to create? How are you ever going to come up with something if that's your starting foundation? I mean, I used to be a writer. I've produced music. I've lived in the creative space. I enjoy it. If you have a little bit of that in you that you're passionate about, go to that. I think, Cal, you said it well, too. So sometimes, even pre-idea, just what do you enjoy? What does your gut tell you? So I really believe in gut feelings. People call it the second brain, and Probably not understood, but I think there is something to that where sometimes the best ideas don't even have a word for it. You just know, oh, my experience with this business sucks, or I really don't like how this is done, or wouldn't it be cool of this? But you don't really have the words for it yet. It could be brand new. Try and get in that space of, I enjoy this. Make time for yourself. Try cool things. But for opportunity, sometimes someone else comes up with an idea, and if you can help, go for it. I think that really enriches your life. So I always say compliments are free. Always help people around you to build businesses, grow ideas. And I think that's a clever way of getting involved without being too high risk where you might say, okay, I'm going to quit my job and start a business and then have no clue what you're doing, which is fine. But if you're not prepared for the income loss are not really in tune with putting it together that fast, then yeah, do it on the side. Cal, what do you think about opportunity? Have you come across any? What does the word mean to you? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, very well said. Just to go back for a second there, let's say you get to a point where you said, I'm going to quit my nine to five job and start my own business. Again, it could be a reason for you to push forward. But again, if not planned properly, it could be a recipe for disaster. Again, if you know what you're doing, you have the opportunity to do so. So the opportunity here would be, I have the education and the knowledge to know how I'm going to start my business. I have money set aside for me to survive until my business is up and running and hopefully generating some inflow of cash. And I know what product exactly I'm going to be delivering and to whom I'll be targeting. So if you have these things in mind, that's an opportunity for you to then say, okay, perhaps I should leave my job and move on to the next step. Or what some people would do is maybe start it up and running. And that itself is also an opportunity that you can start your business slowly and while you still have your job. And when you get to a point where it takes off and then you can give it your undivided attention, that's also a case, right? So opportunity could be seen in different ways from my opinion is that it could be that you might set the time aside to actually start your own thing. That's an opportunity for some because some people might not have the time. They might have multiple jobs, families to feed, loans to pay, and a very, very busy and hectic life. That time, perhaps arguably the most crucial of all that is not unavailable to them so they don't have the time to actually do that even though i think somehow everyone can set some time aside but if you have that's an opportunity or an opportunity could be the pure fact that you came up with a simple idea that you think is going to be a solution to a problem or could be you're so good at doing something that you might actually be able to advance so the opportunity is that it's time for you to shine right now because of globalization and social media you can call anyone randomly you can send messages to anyone randomly through many many ways through email whichever way you like and perhaps create something out of nothing for yourself so the opportunity is that you are able to take action upon something that would hopefully turn into something meaningful or something big for many of us work can take a lot of your time but You need to set some time aside for your own self, right? Whether it was just to do your hobbies or to create something out of nothing. And also, it doesn't need to be something passionate. It could be something simple. Maybe you see something that annoys you, that's a day-to-day thing, and you actually have a realistic solution in your mind to solve that that could be an enormous opportunity. Again, because you're creating a need, if you have that issue or you find that this isn't convenient, why don't we have this and sell it? It's a great idea. So that's an opportunity for you to either sell the idea or take action upon it. And just a few things that I wanted to share there, but any stories or examples you have about that, John?
0: I think what I like about opportunity is that, I mean, most people don't really understand it fully which is okay. And the value of opportunity, just like compounding, typically pays off over time. So you will never know the true value of the job offer you took that changed your career, or if you quit your job to change different careers. It's always hindsight of saying, yeah, that was a good decision that did pay off. So valuing opportunity is not the most important thing noticing it is there, I think, is more powerful. So again, like Cal was saying, your knowledge, your background, if you can use that, and your perspective to enrich the world or move yourself forward, move a business forward. I think noticing and being aware of that is the foundation for starting over for starting a business for reinventing yourself. And whether you're quitting a job to start a business or your business didn't work, I don't think they're really different. Think of it always as a positive approach. You get to learn something. And what I realized was when I've tried two or three different things and whether I ran out of time or I got busy, I just call it right now. I'm not moving the business forward at this time. That knowledge doesn't go away. If you have to start another similar business or maybe you didn't take the first one, too seriously and you still learn something so if you start a second business or in another field you've got this expertise of how to get you part of the way there through the things you learn that's why I think creativity is so important trying things is so important because you really do teach yourself if you take away the authority the foundational aspect of school people telling you what to do All you have is people and the love of ideas. All you have is knowledge, sharing experiences. You have people who are passionate about stuff explaining their passion to others. And forget about grades. If you enjoy trying things, playing with things, creating things, you should absolutely do that. And that is the recipe for driving humanity forward. If you can do something, do it especially if it's helping others or it costs you almost nothing. Or if you've done well in life, a good example, someone needs their tire change on the side of the road and you're a mechanic, pull over and help them. Maybe they don't know what they're doing. The cliche is holding a door open for someone because they got their hands full. So the powerful thing about helping others is that if you take a pause out of your busy day and you help someone, I think you'll realize that you actually have time to do that. And what's powerful is that you'll probably say, well, maybe I can choose what's important in my life. And to me, that's where you start to actually get in the headspace of what can I do for people on a larger scale? What can I change in my life? I think getting in that headspace is very important and it pays off over time. So I can help others instead of always being reactionary. I've heard a business person talk about this once, which is, I think it was related to email. So it was like, Why are you so reactionary to your email? You're almost at a switchboard handling the flow of responding, of replying, of reacting. But how much of your day is actually productive? So I think it was related to how do you plan your day? Are you always reacting to what your employer wants, what your family wants, what your friends want? Or are you setting time yourself to think, to produce, to create? And I think by deliberately setting aside a little bit of time, I think is the start as well. So Cal, what would you say about that, about planning your day, about helping others? Does any of that make sense to you?
1: Absolutely. I think everyone can actually set some time aside for themselves or for others if they wanted to, no matter how busy they are. Let's assume you're taking care of a family or a single parent and you have multiple jobs and it's quite the handful. If you want something badly enough, you will set even the smallest amount of time to dedicate towards either capitalizing on an opportunity you want or helping someone or creating something that can help others. For example, I'm working on quite a few things in the meantime and with the quarantine that's happening right now, people have reduced their social activities and they've been spending a lot more time at home. If anything, I've been trying to use that to my advantage. So I've been really focusing on educating myself and working on other things on the side, just because now I have time that's available that might not be available once hopefully things get back to normal. And we don't know when that is right now, but that's the case. And that's to me is an opportunity, right? So Now that I have a lot more time on my hands that I didn't think I had before, but I actually do. And if I want some things badly enough, everything's in the palm of our hands. So I actually put it on my calendar on my phone. Everyone that's close to me knows, and sometimes they make fun of me, is that I keep setting my alarm throughout the day for some things. And the things that I really want to do badly or feel At the time of me thinking about it, that I need to do this or I need to learn this or I need to look this up. I actually put it on my calendar for a certain time where I believe I'll actually have some free time. And then let's say in the evening or the afternoon and it rings and I see the message on my phone saying, you know, look this up or do this or do that. And I'm not talking about your daily errand buttons. I'm talking about things that I really want to do. So I actually... Drop what's in my hand and do it right then and there. Because that's a message from past Cal to tell me, you wanted this badly, don't procrastinate, don't push it forward, you have the time now, do it. And if for whatever reason, something actually came up and I actually cannot take action for that right now, I set another alarm for the following day when I know that I have a free time and I actually set it then. And I only postpone it if I actually could not for sure do it right away. Because if I don't do it, I'll just be kidding myself. I'm not doing this to prove this to anyone. I'm not doing this to show anyone. It's just me who knows about what I wanted to take action on. So again, that's just an example. You can always set something aside. You can make the time. Some people say, you know, you can take perhaps a half hour or get up early in the day to try to set that thing that you wanted to do first thing in the morning. Whatever the case might be, there are many, many ways you can shape some time and create an opportunity for yourself and create some time that you can help others and help yourself.
0: I really like that. Make your 10-year-old self proud. Very, very powerful. So yeah, life is about ideas. They don't have to be your own. Write them down. Think about them and Get in that creative space. And if opportunity comes your way, don't waste it. So with that said, we'll wrap up today's episode. I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in. That was Methodical Millions, episode 15. If you'd like to follow future episodes, you can find us at methodicalmillions.com or info at methodicalmillions.com for episode feedback. Thanks, everyone.